1340 KDLM, the station you can count on. Welcome into the KDLM Sports Wrap on a Thursday morning here in the Lakes area. Lots to get to to recap last night. Go for men's basketball on the road in Indiana with a chance to uh, win their first road game of the season. Wolves in action last night as well. The second of a back-to-back game welcoming the Indiana Pacers to the target center. Second half of the sports wrap, we're going to be joined by head coach, Laker boys hockey team, Ben Noah. Big game for his squad tonight, traveling to East Grand Forks to take on the Green Wave. We'll have that game for you on KDLM tonight. Charlie making the trip up to East Grand Forks tonight. And some other headlines to get to today as well. Spring training opens for Twins pitchers and catchers today. Uh, the San Diego Padres, uh, no excuses for the Minnesota Twins anymore that they are a, quote, small market ball club because they are dealing out some money. And also, uh, a notable name retires from Major League Baseball, even though never made it to the Major League level. Let's recap the last 24 hours in sports here, shall we? Rewind time. The Wolves in action last night against Indiana. Huge nights from Carl Anthony Towns and Malik Beasley. But... There's always a but when it comes to Minnesota Timberwolves, but DeMontis Sabonis had a career night propelling the Pacers to a 134-128 win at the Target Center last night. Wolves controlled the game early thanks to the play of their front court. Cat did what Cat does, 30 points, 10 boards last night. Nas Reed off the bench continuing his contribution as well, 18 points and 9 rebounds. While the Wolves are doing damage to the paint, they're able to dial it up from deep as well. Ricky Rubio lights out from beyond the arc last night. Malik Beasley uh, was out of the starting lineup last night. He was late to shoot around, so they made him come off the bench, but made up for a lost time. 32 points off the bench for Malik Beasley last night. Timberwolves fueled by their reserves, which include Beasley. They led 73-69 at the half, built a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter. And what do the Wolves do when they have double-digit leads in the fourth quarter? They blow them. Pacers go on an 11-2 run to take the lead midway through the fourth quarter. Wolves fall to 7-22 on the season with the loss. They host Toronto on Friday night, a team that they beat last Sunday. And it'll be Minnesota with a chance to take the lead. Carr out front, working right. Lob down low, Brandon Johnson, and a slam dunk for the lead. There's our Northwestern Mutual assist of the game. Carr to Johnson, and the Gophers lead at 55-53. Gophers lead at 55-53 on the road in Indiana. Gophers, I, I don't think this has ever been done in the history of college basketball. The Gophers, coming into last night's game, had not won a game on the road, yet they are still on the bubble for the NCAA men's basketball tournament. We talked to Mike Grimm, whose voice you heard right there calling goal for basketball on Monday, about how there are, are, are no other bubble teams looking to get into the NCAA, NCAA tournament that have the same amount of big wins as the Gophers do. Michigan has one loss all season long that came from the Gophers. They've also beat Ohio State, which is a top 15 team. They've beaten they've beaten Iowa. But at the same time, the Gophers have lost some clunkers at the same time, too. Losing to Maryland not once, but twice on the road in Indiana. Gophers had not won a road game all year. And that stat stands this morning, and it gets worse. Not only do they lose to Indiana 82-72 to last night, 
but two costly injuries. Gabe Kelsher broke his hand during practice earlier this week. So Kelsher going to be out. Gave sophomore Trey Williams a chance to step in to that uh, to the lineup. Had 11 points uh, for the Gophers last night. Also, big man Liam Robbins banged up now as well. Head coach Richard Patino talks about it. And uh, playing... I love the quote at the end of this Patino bite. Check this out. I mean, it's it's so hard. And, you know, we left nine points at the free throw line. So, I, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not making excuses. Um, but when you're dealt these injuries in these crucial games, it's hard. So, you know, hopefully Liam can get a little rest. I mean, we, we still got to, you know, we've had a long trip. Um, it'll be good to get them home. We had drive back to Indy to be late night. And then it'll be really good to get them home and get some rest and, Hopefully Liam can can, can get back uh, to normal. Obviously, Gabe will be out a while. Um, but when you're in the toughest conference in college basketball, nobody's going to feel sorry for you. When you're in the toughest toughest conference in college basketball, nobody's going to feel sorry for you. I, I I love that. Jamal Mashburn and Junior Marcus Carr uh, each had 19 points last night. Gophers led 37-35 at halftime, but a 16-2 run late in the second half uh, left the Gophers in the dust as the Hoosiers hand them their eighth straight road loss to begin the season. Minnesota now 13-9 and this year. They will host Illinois at the barn on Saturday. A couple more notes to get to before we get to Coach Noah of the Detroit Lakes boys hockey team. The Wild back in action tonight. They're on the road for a late puck drop against the Ducks in Anaheim. Wild have lost two in a row after Tuesday's setback to the Kings 4-0 in Los Angeles. Minnesota now 6-6 six six on the season. Twins pitchers and catchers report to Hammond Stadium for spring training today. First workout is tomorrow. Minnesota's first full squad workout will be next Tuesday. Twins open up the spring schedule on February 28th. That's a Sunday against the Boston Red Sox. Some other news and notes. We'll start with baseball. Tim Tebow calling it a career on the diamond. Former Heisman Trophy winner and Denver Broncos quarterback announced his retirement from the New York Mets organization. Tebow joined the Mets four years ago already, 2016, or is it five seasons ago, uh, reached as high as AAA during his time with the club. In 2019, he hit $1.63 with four home runs. 33-year-old has been invited to spring training by the Mets in Florida, but has declined Tim Tebow calling it a career to pursue broadcasting. The San Diego Padres have uh, given the Twins... They, they've they've taken all the excuses of not spending money because you are a small market club away. Yesterday, signing superstar shortstop Fernando Tatis Jr. for the uh for the long term. A 14 year deal worth around three hundred and forty million dollars. Tatis Jr. exploded on the scene in baseball with 39 home runs his first two seasons. He helped the Padres get to the playoffs last year. And now you look at this uh, this San Diego Padres team. They've got Tatis Jr. inked for 14 years, $340 million. Of course, they've got Manny Machado, who was signed a couple of seasons ago, to a $300 million contract. They've, they've paid out big money to other guys, uh, notably Eric Hosmer, who I think is on the hook uh, for roughly $140 million. And so looking at just those three guys, that is a lot of money tied up in a shortstop, a third baseman, 
and your first baseman. They're paying outfielder Will Myers $20 million this season. They're going to pay you Darvish $22 million this season. In terms of revenue and, and market size, the, the, the Twins and the Padres are, are very comparable, right in the middle of the pack. And so for the Pods to shell out $340 million, $300 million to lock some of these big names up, Twins don't have any more excuses for not spending big money during the offseason. Serena Williams is out at the Australian Open. The 39-year-old American lost her semifinal match to Naomi Osaka of Japan, 6-3-6-4. Williams was chasing her 24th career Grand Slam singles title, which would have tied Margaret Court for the most of any era. So no more Serena Williams in the Australian Open. The PGA Tour is in California for the second straight week for the Genesis Invitational at Riviera Country Club. Round one of action Gets going later this morning in Pacific Palisades. Adam Scott is the defending champion. He's grouped with three-time winner Bubba Watson and Dustin Johnson, who won the event back in 2017. Coming up, second half of the sports wrap, we're going to be joined by head coach of the Detroit Lakes hockey team, Ben Noah. We'll get a recap on on his team's action this last week. Uh, their most recent loss to Northern Lakes, 5-2 to two on Tuesday. And preview a huge game that a lot of Lager players have been licking their chops over tonight on KDLM Lakers versus East Grand Forks Green Wave. Talking to head coach Noah next on The Wrap. I'm Ari Wolf with NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Ben Roethlisberger's future in Pittsburgh is suddenly in doubt after comments made Wednesday by Steelers GM Kevin Colbert. The big issue appears to be Big Ben's big cap number of $41 million. As we sit here today, Ben is a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, he reiterated that to us, that he wants to continue to play. And we we told him, quite frankly, we have to look at this current situation. Elsewhere, after speaking with the Niners, All-Pro corner Richard Sherman tells the Sacramento Bee, quote, it's been made pretty clear, end quote, that he won't be back in San Francisco next season. The Jaguars will have a new look under new head coach Urban Meyer. The team says they'll now wear teal jerseys instead of black ones at home next season. And Alvin Kamara is extending his need for speed. The Saints running back in his big squeezy chain of juice bars will be sponsoring the number six NASCAR Chevrolet, driven by Ryan Vargas. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Cal Soderquist with your Wolves Minute. Well, the Minnesota Timberwolves once again will be looking to bounce back the next time they are back in action. They suffered a 134-128 overtime loss at the hands of the Indiana Pacers on Wednesday night. Their defense struggled. They allowed DeMontis Sabonis to turn in a 36-point triple-double. Pacers guard Malcolm Brogdon added 32 points of his own. Meanwhile, Carl Anthony Towns, who had a 30-point, 10-rebound double-double, said that he and his team know that it's their defense holding them back. We can get the defense right. We can be special. It takes every single person in our locker room to choose to be special or want to be special, and these guys want to do it. So we're learning every day. We're growing every day. I'm not a big fan of uh, moral victories. You know, you don't lose and get a moral victory. I'm not a fan of that. But uh, like KG always told me, if we're going to lose, you got to learn. Let's hope they can apply those lessons learned to their upcoming tilt with the Toronto Raptors on Friday. Cal Soderquist on the Timberwolves Radio Network. This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. The fifth-ranked University of Minnesota volleyball team visits number 4 Nebraska for a big two-game Big Ten series tomorrow and Sunday. We'll preview it next. Somewhere along the way, the story got turned around. 
But we healthcare professionals need to be really clear about this now. We are not the front line. You are. We are your last chance. Wear a mask. Keep your distance. Do your part. An urgent plea from Fight COVID MN, a partnership of Minnesota Healthcare. Golden Gopher head coach Hugh McCutcheon says this is another big match against ranked competition for a third straight week. We're in the thick of it here, but I, I do believe there's some value having been in the belly of the beast a little bit. You know, having been tested and pushed and we've got some opportunities for improvement. So uh, nice to know those things before we go into these weekends. But I think it's, it's a little bit like th- this is life in the big right now. Just lots of good teams and every week's a, an adventure. McCutcheon likes the team's developing identity. I think their ability to stay in it and compete with composure has been something that's impressive, especially when things aren't going particularly well. You know, because at times it's been a little choppy, but we've still been able to figure out a way through that. So, you know, as the season continues, we'll get tested more and more. And, and, um, you know, hopefully that that idea of competing with composure, that, that, that maturity is something that we can hold on to. And he says they'll need it this weekend against a good Cornhuskers team. They're good as always, and uh, their coaches do a nice job. So they'll be ready. They've had their fair share of matches, and, you know, we'll have an idea of what we can try to do to exploit some of their weaknesses, but we'll expect some good volleyball. The Gophers are 8-0. The Cornhuskers are 6-0. Tomorrow night's match starts at 8. Sunday's contest starts at 11 a.m. That's the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. Thirteen forty, KDLM, the station you can count on. Welcome back to the KDLM Sports Wrap on a Thursday morning. Getting ready for some Laker boys hockey on KDLM tonight. Big one. 7.30 puck drop from East Grand Forks. Lakers versus the East Grand Forks Green Wave. We're joined now by the head coach of the Laker boys hockey team, Coach Ben Noah. Good morning, Coach. Hey, good morning. I understand that it's your birthday today, Coach. Happy birthday. Yeah, I appreciate it. 36 years old. They're just creeping closer to 40. I, I can't believe how fast time flies uh, <laughs> as you get up, up upper age. So, yeah, no, it's fun. Exactly. Let's hope your team can deliver a, a good birthday present for you tonight. Before we talk about East Grand Forks, uh, let's talk about what happened on, on, on Tuesday night. Your team loses 5-2 to two to Northern Lakes, uh, a number 11 ranked Northern Lakes team. Uh, you guys had just made it a, a two-goal game, and then the the wheels kind of fell off, maybe, maybe emotionally, c- competitively, you could say. Uh, take us what ha- Take us through what happened at the end of that Northern Lakes game. Yeah, uh, you know, I, obviously an unfortunate incident with myself. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't like to uh, to say that I I chose the right actions there. Um, you know, I ended up uh, getting into it with the with the officials, and and I'm actually usually pretty calm with the officials. I I, I rarely uh, let them hear it, um, but you know, it was just a lot of built up frustration, um, throughout kind of what we're dealing with as a team, you know, we've had some key injuries and, uh, you know, we're not getting the results, uh, that we thought we'd be getting at this time of the year. And, and then, uh, you know, when you have a slow start, like we did, we got outshot 18 to three in the first period. And, and, uh, then we found some life, but then as soon as we found some life, we just kind of started taking some questionable penalties and and it was back to back to back we had three penalties uh probably in a 12 minute span that we had to kill off and um and then i just kind of lost my lost my cool and and uh 
you know, it was a good learning lesson for me as a young head coach uh, and a good learning lesson for the team. And uh, we're just going to make the best of it and we'll, and we'll move on. Let's talk about the slow starts because that's something that uh, has kind of been a, a common theme, whether it's talking to you or whether talking to to, uh, to, to, to Tanner Lane, talking to a couple of uh, high school players last week, talked to Jack Hines and talked to Braden Wimmer. The uh, the slow starts have kind of been, uh, first and foremost, the, 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 the thing that seems to come up every single week. What, what are some things you guys are working on in, in, in practice to help uh, alleviate some of that stress of playing from behind all the time? Yeah, I think I mean that's a great question and and uh you know maybe if I if I had the solution uh maybe I wouldn't be a high school coach maybe I'd be making <laughs> some serious money coaching cuz that's uh that's a hard one right um but I what I do know is is we aren't built that way we don't have you know this is where having some one or two elite players or a goaltender that can steal you a game comes in handy because even the best teams have have portions of games where they're not playing at their best or they get off to a slow start and you got to have some guys that can kind of dig you out of that and and the way that we're built you know we're we're just number one we can't play from behind because we're not going to score a bunch of goals uh number two we we just don't have you know the the competitive spark in any of our guys uh where they can they just hate to lose um you know i'm not saying that our guys don't hate to lose but they just don't don't show it uh, with passion. And, and so it's almost like we start to feel sorry for ourselves. And, and I don't know the answer. I don't know how to get us out of that. And um, it's, and it takes a long time. And then, you know, when you play against a good team um, and they pump two, three goals on you early, it's, it's just a recipe for disaster. So uh, we address this stuff all the time and, and we're trying to get better and, and that's all we can do. Talking to head coach of the Laker boys hockey team, Ben No, as his team prepares to head to East Grand Forks to take on the Green Wave in high school boys hockey tonight. 7.15 pregame show at 7.30 puck drop here on KDLM. Let's go through the injury reports. I, I know uh, Bo Bainey has missed some time and then kind of a, a freak practice injury to one of your better players uh, in practice late last week. Tell us uh, what happened with Braden Wimmer's leg. Yeah, um, well, I'll start with Bo. Uh, you know, Bo's one of those guys that, we knew we were going to miss. I mean, he's a first-line player. He's a power play guy, and, and he had an unfortunate uh, situation where he's going to have to miss a significant amount of time um, just being an athlete. He's, he's shut down um, just for some health concerns, and, and uh, you know, that, that was a big blow to us, um, which is forcing us to play even more guys with less experience up front. And then and then Braden Wimmer, I mean, he's he's a game changer. He's a horse out there. He's, uh, you know, he can skate. Uh, he can push the pace for us. He's on the ice every other shift as a defenseman. Um, he is one of those guys that I was kind of talking about that hates to lose, um, and he shows a ton of passion. And, and when he's on the ice for us, he's one of those guys that can kind of dig us out of some of those slow starts. And so uh, losing him – uh, was was really tough, and we're trying to work our way around it. But yeah, it happened in practice where it was just kind of a fluky thing where he was uh, changing directions and and uh, you know maybe caught an edge, uh, a rut in the ice or something, and and just fell awkwardly on his ankle, and he got a high ankle sprain. And and being a shorter season uh, with the COVID season, um, you know, an injury like that is typically anywhere from three to six weeks, and we only have four weeks left. And um, he's already missed two games, and he, you know, probably will miss if we if we get him back at all. He's he's it's probably just for the playoff run. So 
um, that's that's tough for a team like us because we don't have a lot of depth uh, for you know for talent like that, and and uh, we just got to find a way. Looking at the matchup between you and East Grand Forks tonight, both your squads are five and five, and East Grand's got some pretty quality wins as of late. They beat Rozo uh, on Saturday. They beat Thief River Falls, and uh, they beat Warroad a week ago as well, three to two. What do we know about East Grand Forks? Uh, they're a nightmare matchup for us. Um, you know, they might not be the best team that we play, but um, the matchup itself is uh, is not good for us because we are a slow skating team. Our guys know that we you know, try to improve on it. We talk about how they can do it in the off season and uh, East Grand Forks is fast. I mean, they, like I said, they might not be the best team that we'll play, but they're the probably the fastest team that we'll play. And that's not good for us um, because our defensemen don't pivot very well and open up and, and keep things to the outside. I just think that if we aren't on the absolute top of our game, we're going to give up odd man rushes and it could be a really long night. So you know, here here's an opportunity for our guys to to you know let's let's not worry about the result of the game. Let's just let's just go out and absolutely compete and see what happens. Because if if you compete hard and you play with some passion and, and you hate to lose, maybe the puck will bounce your way a little bit and we'll get some good goaltending. And you never know what can happen. But um, if we don't play, you know, with with our very best effort, uh, it could be a long night. So as a repercussion from uh, what happened on Tuesday night, you are not going to be on the bench with your team tonight. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, uh, Coach Miller, Mike Miller, and Coach Tanner Lane will be uh, will be filling in my roles. And um, you know they're they're uh, obviously great guys and great coaches. And uh, I'm not concerned. And actually, you know this uh, we talked about it as a staff. Maybe this will be a good thing at this time of the year because there's been so much frustration and. And I'm a pretty intense coach, and I have a, a you know pretty high standard for our guys. And maybe some of our guys just need to play a little bit loose and and not worry about me uh, you know getting on them so much. And and maybe they can just go out and let it rip and and uh, you know not being worried to make mistakes. And and I think uh, you know sometimes that's what it what it takes to kind of dig dig out of a of out of a team rut like we're in. So. Um, you know, I'll just uh, I'll sit at home and, and watch online and, and uh, you know, hope for the best for my guys and, and uh, maybe they'll play loose and, and uh, have a great game. And get you a pretty good 36th birthday present tonight as well. Laker Hockey at 7.15 on KDLM. Puck drops from East Grand Forks at 7.30. Coach, thanks so much for joining us on The Wrap today. Happy birthday. We'll chat again soon. Hey, thanks for having me on. Can't wait. It's finger licking good. So we... Dude. All right, thanks again to Coach Noah for joining us on The Wrap today. Don't forget Laker Hockey on the radio tonight against East Grand Forks. If you missed any of that interview, you want to go back and re-listen to it, you can find it on demand at kdlmradio.com. You can also subscribe to the KDLM Sports Wrap, wherever you get your favorite podcast from. Let's work our way through the Minnesota High School State High School League. That was weird. Uh, scheduled tonight, uh, of course, in boys hockey, Lakers versus East Grand Forks. 7-15 pregame show. Puck drops at 7-30. Other games in high school action tonight for boys hockey. Crookston at Red Lake Falls. Fergus Falls taking on Alexandria. River Lakes and Bemidji. Prairie Center and Little Falls. Rozo and Warro doing battle up north tonight. In girls hockey, Prairie Center travels to Morris-Benson area. East Grand Forks at Fergus Falls. Bemidji and River Lakes. Uh, girls hockey for Detroit Lakes is off tonight. They will play 
International Falls tomorrow. And with the cancellation of the boys' basketball game tomorrow due to COVID quarantine, we are going to pick up Laker girls hockey tomorrow night. In boys' basketball action, Lakers are off tonight. They're off until at least next Tuesday, like I mentioned in that the COVID-19 quarantine protocol. Broville and Eagle Valley t- traveling to Uppsala tonight. Moorhead and Brainerd in boys' basketball action. Staples Motley travels to Pequot Lakes. Sabika and Pillager. Minoman Wabin takes on Lake Park Audubon. Actually, no, they they don't. That game has been postponed. Read your notes, Zeke. Uh, New York Mills and Park Rapids area. Henning and Verndale battle it out tonight. Monaga and Wadena Deer Creek. Roseau and Crookston. Thief River Falls and Faustin has also been postponed. In girls basketball, the Lakers taking on Aiken tonight. We'll be joined by head coach of the Laker girls basketball team, Rachel Johnson, on the wrap tomorrow to recap the uh, the huge win on Tuesday night against Alexandria and recap the Aiken game tonight. Browerville travels to Staples Motley tonight. Ashby does battle with Battle Lake. Parker's Prairie and Hillcrest Lutheran Academy. Park Rapids area traveling to Crosby-Ironton tonight. Ricori takes on Alexandria. Fergus Falls and Bemidji. Purim travels to Barnesville in girls basketball action tonight. Frey Z versus Pelican Rapids. Breckenridge and Dilworth Glen and Felton. And East Grand Forks travels to Thief River Falls in girls basketball action tonight. That's right for the Sports Wrap. We're back tomorrow at 9.30 right here on the station. You can count on KDLM, Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. It's just after 10 o'clock. Here's CBS News. The Not the Record with Zeke begins after that. Stay tuned.